0: It's just systemize, but don't just systemize the things that you're not good at or you're not skilled at, systemize everything, including yourself. That was the light bulb transformational moment when I went, "Uh uh-huh, put to off place myself.
1: That's the key to business. Welcome to the More Clients, Less Effort podcast, where we provide expert insights and strategies to turbocharge your business growth. I'm your host, Tim Hyde, and in this series, we'll unpack the secrets, proven systems, and the sales and marketing strategies used by successful business owners to attract, convert, and keep A class clients on autopilot. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur looking to scale your customer acquisition or a budding startup owner looking to crack the code on attracting the right clients, you've come to the right place. Join us on this journey to building a thriving business that leaves a lasting impact. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of More Clients, Less Effort. I'm your host, Tim Hyde, and I am joined today with the amazing Kel Holiday. Kel is a passionate bloke. It's all about creating time and freedom for entrepreneurs and business owners. He's got three companies with a suite of productivity systems. Kel, I know that's your area of specialization, uh, software, and an outsourced team, to name just a few things. His experience includes 12 years leading one of Australia's leading community service organizations, as well as 30 years in private business. He's also authored four best-selling books and has recently settled in rural Thailand to start a new chapter in his life. Please welcome, Kel. Let's unleash your awesome, mate. Mate, I'm I'm ready to rock and roll, Tim. Great to be here, buddy. (laughs) Mate, you've got a, a massive sort of career in business. You've had lots of successes. You've had a few failures along the way as well, as I know. But, you know, how did you first get your start? I mean, you, I know you've spent 15 years in construction before you sort of started to go, ah, oh, hang on, maybe there's a system to all this. Tell me a bit about your journey. Yeah, but it was
0: my, I guess my biggest strength was my biggest weakness. And um, like I was I was a passionate guy. So I started off at a very young age, you know, finished my trade as a, as a carpenter, I went into a building sort of, you know, as most builders do, you know, started doing some stuff. But I wasn't happy just to, be your average, you know, do the renovation or whatever it might be, and so as you do, you just start another business, and it turned into within two years, forty-five million dollars turnover, one hundred and seventy staff, and uh, mate, I was working hard, really, really hard. I built a system, I guess, around getting the tradies to do their stuff well, but I didn't replace myself in the business, and so I burnt out, mate, and I crashed and burned, you know, and so. In some respects, for the next couple of months the, the business kept on going because all the tradies just picked up and they knew what they were supposed to do, but the parts that I was doing I hadn't I hadn't systemized those. And yeah, so I crashed and burned, lost that business. You know, I didn't get into the bankruptcy sort of space, but it was pretty dang close. But I guess that was my first business. It was a large business, very young age, lot to learn, thought I was Superman and I wasn't. And since then, had a lot of different businesses, different types of businesses, training organisations, and you know, and I've obviously got the upsource and the tech side of things now. But when I was in the education field, a registered training organisation or RTO, we, we call them in Australia. Yeah, that was the place where I went. I'm not going to burn out again, and it really become about systems because you know it's a very compliant place. You know, the government regulations around it. If you made a mistake, you know. And I didn't want to be tied to the office. I didn't want to be tied to the business. I wanted a bit of freedom or anything. So, so that was that. what I'd learned in the burnout of the business, in the building side of things. I took that into the next large business and said, I've got to systemize this thing
1: really well. So I've got a couple of mentors on board and yeah, just went from strength to strength. Did you have those mentors the first time around? Because I think there's a, you know, with a lot of entrepreneurs that I speak to, we equate work hard with results, you know, and it's almost inexorably linked that if I want more results, I've just got to work harder. What was it about the systems that you discovered that allowed you to go, well, actually, maybe I don't need to work harder in order to get the result? Yeah.
0: So the penny dropped and I realized that like in in the building business, it's actually quite easy because a carpenter does carpentry and a bricklayer does bricklaying and people, the specialized people... Do their thing. All right. But when you're in business, depending on what other business you have, quite often as the business owner, you start to take on all these other roles that you're not necessarily good at or passionate about. And so that was the realization. And getting the coaches, I went, oh, hang on a second. Well, I'm a, at this time, you know, when I got the RTO started, I was very novice at it. I didn't really know what was going on. I knew what I wanted to achieve and I was passionate about training and educating people. However, the coaches become critical because without those, I didn't know what to do. And one of the biggest ones, Dale Beaumont, you know, was the one that really said to me, Kel, what you did in the building industry, you've got to do in business full stop. It's just systemize, but don't just systemize the things, you know, that you're not good at or you're not skilled at. Systemize everything, including yourself. That was the light bulb moment, you know. That's a part of my logo as well. It's a light bulb transformational moment when I went, uh-huh. "Uh
1: huh, I've,
0: yeah. <laughs> I've got to replace myself." That's the key
1: to business. That's the uh, the real face palm moment. Yeah, we I've been doing this all wrong all this time." Yeah, And thinking that yeah. I knew better. Absolutely, mate. And so, and, and
0: I'd seen my dad go through this. My dad, he was a trojan. He's ninety three now, still going. You know, up until last year he was you know at 92 he was painting his house and mowing his lawns you know and so he was always work hard work hard and that was flogged into me but when i started to work smarter and use you know, coaches and stuff like that wow like it just accelerated things a lot more and gave me the freedom
1: that i wanted and when uh, when you look at systems because i think this is a real thing right it's a it's i guess being vulnerable enough to think maybe someone can actually do it get a better outcome than me. Now when I, I phrase that very deliberately, yes, better outcome as opposed to better result. yes, right because right I think we when we certainly when we start a business and it's just us we do all the stuff, we wear all the hats and you know bookkeepers not going to get you know the books done as well as I can and not gonna do, and particularly I guess the work of what our business delivers, no one can deliver that as well as we can. yeah, absolutely. And that's probably the biggest one to let go of, isn't it? It's the work that we deliver to clients, uh, and I certainly say that all the time. But you know, you talk about systems. Where do you start with systems? Is it just a case of throw a dart and do something? Or you know, what's your approach when you look at a system in a business? Well, how how I've looked at it, and this is something I've done for a long
0: time in some respects, and it's even I did it by accident when I was in the building industry, and I, I, I'm now doing it intentionally. And that is, I look at yeah, and, and I do what I, what I call a brain dump you know so I just dump out all the tasks that I was doing and then I go who can I assign that to or who can I outsource that to or who, who, what team member can I you know engage to do that and then and I pick the ones that I hate doing first it's a good place to start right It's the best place to start. the thing is with it why systemize the things that you enjoy doing if it's going to give you you know ongoing systemize the things you hate doing, all right, that you can delegate out and then it's done. And so your life instantly becomes easier and easier and easier. And so, yeah, I've got a bit of a, I've got like a hundred points at a hundred different steps that I talk about with a lot of businesses saying, if you want to systemize, here's a hundred different ideas you can outsource straight away to a VA or, you know, to Upwork or whatever it might be. Systemize those things and you're forever gone. But make sure that if they're the ones that you want to do, all right. They're things that actually motivate you and give you energy. Well, do those last or keep them. Like it's okay to keep some of those menial tasks, provided that do bog you down and take you away from your real mission as a business owner, and that is to lead your business hmm. and to run the business, you know, spending time on the business, you know, rather than in the business.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we I think that's a super important thing, right? Look at the stuff that you don't enjoy doing. The other tip that I've got and that I'd love to get your feedback on this is you know, it's keep the stuff that actually makes the biggest impact on your business as well. And I, you know, I love that you sort of say, get rid of the stuff that you don't enjoy doing, but be vulnerable in as well. If you don't like doing sales, get someone to do sales. Yeah. If you don't like uh, answering the phone, get someone to answer the phone. If you don't like paying bills, get someone to pay your bills. You can do all these, uh, all these sorts of things. If you don't, just in the same way, if you don't like ironing or gardening, you can come and get someone to do the ironing or gardening, a happens. <laughs> At your house. It's the same principle, isn't it? Uh, And that just frees you up to do the things that you are passionate and energetic and kind of fill you up. It's exactly right. And it also,
0: as a byproduct of that, it actually does create a culture. All right. It creates a culture in you where you're happy all the time. You're motivated. And if you're motivated doing what you do, that rubs off on the rest of your team members as a byproduct of you doing things that make you happy, that you enjoy doing. You know, and as I said, it does, sometimes sometimes you still got to do things you don't like, right? Let's just face the reality. Sometimes there is just those sales calls or whatever it might be that it's going to like the person wants the head on show, all right? And there's going to be those things that you need to do occasionally. But if you're only doing it once or twice and and, and randomly, that doesn't take away your energy. It just means yeah. that I'll, I'll just get that done. You're not put. you know, fob it off. You just get it done, move on, all right? And make a difference in that space and then get back to what you want to do.
1: I'd love to hear this. I'm curious to know if you keep a a business channel at all, which you're nodding at me, says yes, you do. Absolutely. Okay. And I think that's a really good tool to have for for everybody. But what I, you know, one thing that I'm finding super effective right now uh, for me is I've got a, you know, a notepad on on my desk and I sort of do a bit of a day review as well. But one of the questions I'm asking myself every single day now is what is a task that I should have delegated today? Yep. what did I do today that should have been delegated to someone else and if I start seeing I don't this doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow I'm going to go and delegate that task straight away but if I start seeing that commonality as I do a, a sort of a weekly or a monthly review I go well hang on yeah this one keeps coming up for me maybe that's where I need to start because I didn't enjoy doing that yeah and, and look what I do a
0: lot all right so the journal helps. Right, so going okay, and you make a bit of an action plan about what are the systems you're going to build and delegate out, etc. The other thing is, 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 it's even a step further than that. Because so, sometimes we do something that actually energizes me. However, I don't do it very often, so sometimes I forget how to do it. You know, it might be just something that I enjoy to do, and I go, oh, "Hang on a second, what what button do I press, or how did I actually do that last time that made it easier and took away any of the frustration?" So, I come up with that very first question I always say is. is If I'm doing something, am I going to have to do this again or is somebody going to have to do this again more than twice? Yeah. All right. And as soon as I say yes to that question, I immediately record everything I'm doing while I'm doing that particular task. Just put on a screen capture, you know, put a record it on my phone or whatever it might be. So I just record
1: something to get it started. Yeah. And it is actually just the practice of talking out loud as you're doing the thing, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. And, and so, what happens is if you're recording something, you can be doing it and you can record it. But if you actually talk it through, yeah, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I won't go into the whole brain and psychosis around that. But if you talk it while you're doing it, your brain acts differently. It learns at a different rate. And also, you realize that, hang on a second, I just pushed a button or I just did something that I just done automatically. But if somebody else is going to have that task to do themselves, you've got to tell them why you pushed that button or why you did that particular task that way and not the other way. So there's a bit of learning in it because sometimes you might do the task the first time. You go, hang on a second, there's a better way of doing that. And so you re-record it or you re-make your checklist or whatever it is to go through that update. All right. And so, yeah, recording it and verbalizing it as you're going, yeah, it's a big, big part of the learning process and also the skill process development and passing on the skills.
1: Yeah, I really love that. Uh, and, a, and a really easy thing to do. And you're as you said, it's just getting started recording what you're doing and in the practice of doing it. And you'll find as you do more and more of it, it just becomes easier to then record, create systems, to then hand to somebody else. Um, but certainly like all, well, you know, it's just a cookbook really, isn't it? It's a cookbook of how you deliver the same results every single That's time. You're right. And building a system, people go, oh, systems, like where do you start? Just start. It doesn't, matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Talk to me, Kel, about some systems that you use. I know one system, TESS, yeah. which you've, you've coined it. You've used TESS in, you know, your current business of Transformational Hub, but you also used it uh, at the RTO beforehand. Talk to me more about TESS. And how does it work for you? What does a system like TESS give to somebody? Okay.
0: TESS stands for Transformational Electronic Simple Systems. That, uh, so... It was a phrase that I come up with where people, like people in my team were coming to me and they were say to me, How do I do this? And I always said to them, i just go and, like, I, I really felt like just saying, Go and ask somebody else. And, and the name Tess, all right, was one of my receptionists at the time. And, and I always used to say, Go and ask Tess, go and ask Tess. All right. And all of a sudden I went, That's not a bad little. So that was just having that mindset of where can you go to get your answer rather than the person you think has got the answer. So that was the first one. So tests become a place that stored the systems. Now, I started in multiple different ways. I started off uh, using Google Sites. So Google Sites was brilliant a couple of years ago, and I developed the test sort of philosophy around that platform. And Google, Google Sites is still a, a good tool. However, it changed its way in which it uses and the different user levels changed. And so that become a bit of a challenge because you don't want your marketing team to be seeing your, you know, necessarily your accounting, and you don't want most people seeing all your HR files, and so not being able, so you need to have different systems viewable by different people, all right? And so, you know, just having them stored in a a manual on the on the shelf is just going to collect dust. Having them stored in something like a Google Drive or a OneDrive or whatever it might be is okay, but what do you do with all the updated documents and as you update them? And how do you collect them all together so that it makes sense as a system rather than just a whole bunch of individual documents? So in Google Sites, you're able to put multiple different things, a video, a checklist, or, you know, a bit of an instruction, all on in one page, just like a little website. It's called an intranet system. I changed their thing. I went, okay, then, bugger. You know, I'm a Google user. I like the Google system, but I'm going to have to look for something else. I went, thank oh, you, Google.
1: I <laughs> huh? am <Thanks, Thanks>, Google.
0: <laughs> I'm a Googler. Um, and so I went. Right, well, I've got to bite the bullet and go over and, and have a look at you know what SharePoint does within the Microsoft space. And so I started developing tests. You know the test philosophy or the the, the infrastructure around that, and it worked white for a while. And then it changed. It's some of its you know some of the way in which it works and the attributes. So I went, at this! I'm not going to do this again. So what what it really is is a knowledge bank. Essentially that's what it is. It's a one place you can go to that's got all the knowledge, all the systems and it's set out in a way that makes sense. So the person can search how do I do a Zoom call you know how do I book a, how do I make build a webinar? you know there's a certain amount of steps you've got to go through. so there's different technologies you've got to do. you've got to get your CRM right and sending out links and getting your EDMs. That's a system. All right. So if you're going to do webinars on an ongoing basis, don't just go, oh, what do I got to do next? I build a system for it. Che- start off with a checklist or a flow chart. That's the start of it. And then build a set of videos. And that's what TESS is now. And so we've built a platform from scratch, absolutely from scratch with a whole bunch of information. We've got over 200 systems pre-built into it that, that businesses can buy. It's economical. We launch it within the next um it's actually in beta testing now. A couple of businesses are now using it. It's solid as a rock, all right. So, but what we're doing is we're getting feedback on how we can make it easier for people to use. Uh, there are a couple of other ones out there, but they're very much knowledge banks where you put your own stuff into that. There's that you can't really do anything. This is designed where we want to give businesses a head start. So, okay, you can you can get the platform. It's low cost on a month to month basis. But if you want to buy a HR package from us get all your HR policies, procedures, check sheets, blah 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 blah. you buy one-off
1: package, it stays in your portal and everybody's got access to it forever. All right, I think that's an interesting thing you point out there because so many of the business operating systems, you talk about you know onboarding and exiting an employee. you talk about leave requests at Christmas. Uh, you talk about um, you know how do we do a webinar or how do we book a meeting? Internally, yeah. how do we take meeting minutes? Uh, you know, all of those things really are, you know, they're almost universal to every business that has employees. Now, the ones that are going to be different and potentially unique to your business are what you do for customers and how you do that for customers. And that potentially requires some customization. But you're, you're right. You know, so many of these business systems that every business invents at some point along the way are pretty much the same as every other business out there, aren't they? You know, like doing a
0: webinar, sending out EDMs, building a funnel. It's just the product or the service you offer is different and your language might be different, but the system is is so similar. It's not, you don't have to reinvent a wheel. Now, there's a lot of people out there, you know, in, in Facebook and LinkedIn saying, hey, I've got the next best funnel system. All right.
1: They're all the same. Yeah, all. The same. Well, I think that's I think, you know the process of attracting, converting and keeping clients. Yeah. It's largely the same if you've got clients, uh, which is why I don't with crypto day traders. Thanks very much. Yeah. Handled <laughs> in a different way, you
0: know. And sometimes people have got yeah nice keywords or you know with with ChatGPT coming now, yeah you know, they've got a nice prompt that you can use to give you some extra information. Yeah, but essentially it's all the same. Yeah. And so, yeah, from a business perspective, how do you capture that? So even if you get in you know, one of these gurus that are you know, generating a whole bunch of leads or whatever it is. You still then got to go through the sales process so everybody's sales process is going to be the same you got you got a prospect comes in there's a lead you got to have a conversation or you know there's got to be a some sort of conversion tool blah 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 the process is pretty much the same or a pipeline of a from a prospect to a closed deal is pretty much the same all right and you might actually have a couple of steps to say what you need is is rather than reinventing it what's a common process and what can i then add to make mine a little bit unique and also to fit my personality because you know like there's things that i want to do and there's things i don't want to do you know and so a system is about allocating the tasks not about necessarily the person so yeah so that's what it is and the other unique part about tests that we realized is as you said most systems are universal all right so like I know mate, like you are an absolute genius of building that pipeline and and getting you know getting and generating and nurturing people in that system, you know the CRM sort of place And so what we want to be able to do is tap into people like you who are experts in your field and say, hey, what are your systems that you use that you want to share with a broader community? So give us a look at your system, load it into tests, and then, Share that with the community and people can buy your system. That's a way of you making another income. All right. Because of your expertise. All right. People do it in courses these days. They give you a course, but that doesn't give you the system. You've still got to do it yourself. This is about saying it's a course built into a system.
1: So I really like that. I really like that. And it, grows it, is, it is, Um, you know, as I said, as your business grows, assuming you want to grow your business, of course, but, you know, that's what we're here for. You do need these systems in your business to sort of free you up to do yeah greater things. Let's call it that, Kel. That's I mean that's really awesome and I really appreciate that. I want to I want to pivot again and we finish most of our podcast with a quick fire. One of those things we'll talk about is obviously how we can get in touch with you. And I know you've got so much advice and insight, um, having business for you know for decades now that you can share with with our listeners. But let's quickly let's just quickly ask you a couple of other questions. You mentioned earlier that you you had a couple of setbacks what's what gives you motivation to keep going um I quickly realized that I love to
0: empower people that's who I am my why yeah we talk about Simon Sinek's why driver purpose whatever you like to think I realized that I'm driven by making people happy all right by making people happy I'm happy it's that reciprocity sort of flourishes so so What gets me out of bed, what keeps me driving is meeting people, having conversations with people like yourself who might help that next entrepreneur not have the breakdown, you know, hit the brick wall by working too hard. All right. And hopefully stop them before they have the breakdown and meltdowns and all that type of stuff and get them on a better pathway. All right. So I actually have, yeah, that whole gratitude day, all those sorts of things. I wake up every day and go, who today can I encourage that I can see in a network that is struggling? And so sometimes I've got to go looking for those. You know, So I go through my Facebook friends. I don't go through the general. So I go my Facebook or LinkedIn. And you just look for those people. You go, that's a person. Their post is a little bit off, off center for the moment. And you go, how can I encourage that person? Now, what is it that I've got that I can add value to them just to encourage them along? It's, yes, it's about rapport building. Yes, it's about potentially I might become a customer. But. If you give, something comes back to you. Yeah, the, the, that's the way I think. That's what yeah. motivates uh, It's just being genuinely generous.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, like,
0: you know, I don't know how many times I've given people loads of stuff, Yeah, you know, given them some of my stuff, given them some of the software for 6, 12, 18 months because I just know they need it and it's got them over the, over the edge. Or given them some advice or some private coaching or whatever it might be just because they need it. Right, yeah.
1: Uh, what's a commonly held belief about your role that you passionately disagree with?
0: Oh. Um, some people would say as a CEO or a, or a leader of a company, there's things that you must do. You must they I passionately disagree with that. You can delegate 100% of everything. If you don't come up with that mindset,
1: all right, you will never scale and be free. Love it. This whole episode is now going to be called Delegate 100% of Everything. What does your morning routine look like? Oh, my morning routine. Look, I, I it's changed lately. So I always get up, you
0: know, if we want to get really graphic, I get, I get a couple of W's happening. I wake up, I wee, and I go for a walk. All right? And so, <laughs> and, and when I get back, I have a weigh-in. So make sure where my weight is and my health is. Okay, that's like my start of every day. Now, when I get out of that pattern, my day goes to pop. Then I, you know, and while I'm out in that walk or while I'm having that time as a podcast, et cetera, et cetera, then I get in and I start my work. All right. So there's the five W's. All right. So wake up, we walk, way work. All right. Yeah. And, and typically, what's what I love now. I live in Thailand. I've got a beautiful girlfriend here, and she now, you know, literally, will, as soon as I sit down, she'll drop a cup of coffee in front of me, and I am just in heaven.
1: <laughs> sounds fantastic. It sounds fantastic. Okay. Last one. Uh, if you had to make one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh.
0: You know, it's probably not good for the waistline, but I love my bacon and an egg, bacon and egg rolls, or bacon and egg sangers. I could eat those to, like all that my ears, mate. It's... <laughs> probably
1: it's three meals frozen. a day. Three it's meals a day. Frozen, well, yeah, like,
0: you know, perfect. got the carbs, got the got the fats, got a bit of <laughs> protein. <laughs> awesome,
1: awesome, Kel, I know you've got a fantastic offer for our listeners, which is of course a let me. You've got an offer of an evaluation of people's tech stack. Um, Yeah. You know, and you'll give some people tips uh, that saves them, you know, thousands of dollars and and hours and hours of time every single week. And of course, if they they can't find value in that, you're actually going to give them um, 500 bucks cash as well. It's not a bad offer,
0: is it? If I cannot save you, you know, 10 hours a week with and and save you money on a month-to-month basis with whatever tech stack you've got, I will literally give you five hundred bucks cash, all right. If I can't convert you, not it's not about being a customer of mine. I will just show you the tips, all right. So there, you are. I'm going to pay you if I can't do it. It's a good offer. I love it. I love it. Kel, where can people find you online, mate? Uh, transformhub.com.au um, is my company. Or if you go to KelvinHoliday.com, you'll be able to get in there and um, catch up with us. Yeah, book, book a time with us. And yeah, when you when you book the time, just saying there, yeah, been on
1: Timmy's podcast, and um, we'll go there and make sure we uh, honour that deal. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So transformhub.com.au or kelvinholiday.com. You'll be able to find Kel. Kel, thank you so much for joining us and sharing some your tips uh, on systems and strategy on how to grow and scale your business. Um, you're, of course, listening to more clients, less effort, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of More Clients, Less Effort. Join us next time for another insightful discussion filled with actionable advice and inspiring stories, all geared towards helping you grow and scale your business simply and easily. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you never miss an episode. See you next time.